Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Did you miss me? I missed you too. So, let's step into our episode. We are still continuing to look at Psalms 23, correct? And so today we're going to look at verse 5, and it reads from the New American Standard Version. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Once again, familiar because we're always familiar with Psalms 23. But um, do you know the scripture where Jesus says, vengeance is mine, right? Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Well, to me, this is a little bit of what that could look like. Imagine your enemy, someone who has been beating you down for a long time saying that you're not a good worker, um, that um, maybe beating you down about your physical appearance. You know, just you don't know what. Someone who talks about you smears your name. Now, imagine God giving you a promotion over that very same person. Or you being able to go on a fabulous vacation when your hater friend couldn't. That's God preparing a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And that's what I think of when I read it. When all of a sudden the people who were against you, who made snide comments about you, who intentionally tried to hold you down, but you still rise above it. That's God sitting you at the table in the very presence of your enemies. Don't you find it interesting that David highlights the fact that We have enemies. Remember, he had one in hot pursuit. Yet he knew that God would take care of him. And in this case, David would be king of Israel. Saul's kingdom stripped from him and given to his protege. That's being placed at a table in front of your enemies, right? When I think of running you know from our enemies when we try to get away from our enemies or perhaps try living with our enemies we often cry out to God for help but I don't think much about how I don't think we think much about how God lavishes his favor on us right in front of them even when they're trying to hate on us his favor gives us what we don't deserve And it allows you to see and experience his favor, right? God's goodness, while watching our haters continuing to hate, can be kind of hard to do. But that requires that we not focus on our circumstances, but we focus on God. But if you really think hard about it, you have been lavished with his favor. And there have been instances where you've been seated at the table why do you think God likes to show his favor to us in front of our enemies it isn't I, I don't think it is solely so that they can come to him because God doesn't want us to come to him you know with open hands because of what he can do for us he wants us to come to him with a sincere heart knowing that he is God and we just want to be with him and then the byproduct of us doing that 
is we get his goodness and his protection and all of that. I mean, those of you who are parents, you you know the differences in your children and you know when your child is trying to manipulate you versus a child who isn't. So God doesn't put all these lavish things on us and bless us so that other people can be like, ooh, they have it good. I think I'm going to try their Jesus. That's not the case. But here's, here's the reason, I think. And here's the hint to you. Remember, God wants all the glory in everything. When he gives of himself and places favor on his beloved children, people who don't deserve a darn thing, right? (laughs) But he gives us his best. That brings honor and glory back to him. He does it for your enemies to show them that he is God and that you are under his protection, his covering. And he does it to us, his children, to remind us, even though we shouldn't need to be reminded, but to remind us that we're under his protection. And so we can rest easy to lie down in those green pastures that we read about in previous um, verses. That when we're under his protection, that he will take care of us. And because we know this and experience this, then we're to walk in a matter, a matter, I should say, that shows the world that we know that we are protected. That doesn't mean you're an arrogant person, but you have an air of confidence about you. You don't go around living recklessly, but you have the assurance that no matter what is happening, that God is with you. I recall I was going on a trip um, with my church and we were going to Israel. I was so excited. Well, we were in Israel and one of the church members who I hadn't known, you know, we got to know on the trip. She kept, um, she, you know, she would come up beside me and we chit chat and everything. She was an older lady. And then finally one day she said, I like you because you walk with authority. Now, I have been told that before on several different occasions that I walk with authority. And I know that I walk with authority because I'm a daughter of the Most High God. And so I looked at her and I said, well, my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And she goes, well, so does mine. And I said, so why aren't you walking with your held, held, held up and your you know shoulders back? We are children of the Most High God. We know that we are protected and we are to walk and to live in a manner that projects that confidence and assurance so that people will notice and say, well, why, why do you walk that way? Why are you so confident? And then you tell them about your Lord and Savior. Remember the three Hebrew boys, Meshach, Reshach, and Abednego? I know I butchered that. <laughs> Under King Nebuchadnezzar. Remember, he was putting them in the fire. But they knew who God was and their confidence and assurance was in him. But it got them a one-way ticket to the furnace, right? Or so their enemies thought. Their assurance of who God was never allowed them to fear the consequences of following him, even unto death. And because of their obedience and faith, God prepared a table in the form of showing up with them in the middle of the furnace and allowing them to survive. And if you read that story, you will find that it says there was not even a hint of smoke 
on them when they came out of the furnace. And the people who were standing around the furnace, who were stoking the furnace, I believe it was 10 times hotter than what it usually was, they got burnt. But the people who were in the furnace, in the fire, because Jesus was with them, were unscathed. I want you to know and acknowledge that you have had your head anointed with oil as a daughter or son of the Most High God. Yes, you have. By the precious blood of Jesus, His Spirit now dwells in you. You are a called out woman or man and the holy, a holy priesthood that is set apart for God. It is this that being anointed really means. And being anointed, David, going back to him, he experienced the abundance of God. He said his cup overflowed. But he experienced that prior to him being king. And you experience it too. I'm sure you're familiar with the scripture found in Luke 6, 28 chapter that says, Give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be um, put into your bosom for the same manner that you are used. It will be measured back to you, right? That's what overflowing looks like. It's just running over in your life. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to show you you know, ask him. You will see that you have had experiences of this overflowing. Not just one experience unless you are, are a brand new believer, like first day. <laughs> then you just have one, which is your salvation. But if you have walked with the Lord for a little while, you've experienced this overflowing. But it takes you being quiet and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal those times with you. Sometimes when we look at our circumstances through our flesh and worldly vision, all we can see is what didn't happen, what we didn't get, what we didn't want, right? But when you allow the Holy Spirit to refocus your lens and you look at that same situation, then you begin to see, hmm, by my not getting this, that actually was a blessing because it allowed me to do X, Y, and Z. That's a type of overflow. God is always working in your favor. It will work out for your good. Or not getting something that you prayed about. God understands what you need and what you can handle, and he also knows the picture down at the end of the road. That's favor that he steps in, and he's like, no, no, no. My baby can't handle that right now. That's not good for them. But this is what's good for them. Somewhere down the line, we all need to know that God has prepared a table for us. And so there are little tables that he sits sits us at in front of our enemies. But there's a big table that's going to come to us that we all get to sit down together in his kingdom. But until such time, we have little tables that we are to recognize. My mom and dad had decided when they got married that they didn't want any children. My daddy had two from his first marriage and my mom, she didn't have any children from her first marriage, but she came from a family of 12, as did my dad. But my mother was like, yeah, I'm kind of (laughs) done. Took care of my brothers and sisters. I am good. But here I is, (laughs) 
looking at her life now, who would have cared for her? Of course, our God is God and he can do anything, but the way he chose to provide for her, for her needs, you know, to give her favor because her head was anointed with the blood of Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit dwelled, dwelled in her. He gave her a loudmouthed little girl named Greta, who he had to work with, <laughs> but who then showered her with love. And her cup overflowed as well as mine. I, in looking at my mother's illness through the flesh, can only see the heartache and pain and a life put on hold, which is what I used to look at it when I first came into the caregiving journey, as I've stated before. But then when I allowed the Holy Spirit to adjust my lens, I see growth and relationship and a time well spent and my cup overflows see our God isn't a God of lack we create that by our hoarding and our greed God has and owns everything and he will shower us with his favor if we would simply just trust him today I have no idea what your day holds for you and if you're honest you don't either (laughs) But I want you to grasp hold of the fact that the God you serve is a God who grants you his favor. Look past the Nebuchadnezzars in your life and go back to where God has brought you. Recall how he has provided for you in the past. Recount his goodness and know that a table in which he has prepared for you you will soon be able to take a seat of and enjoy all the benefits that come from having a seat at the Lord's table. Let's pray. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for being so good to us. We thank you for having a divine plan for our lives. And we thank you for seeing fit to grant us broken people that you cover us and you anoint our heads with oil, that you consider us your anointed ones through the blood of Jesus. Help us to allow your Holy Spirit in our hearts. Help help us to allow him to show us how you prepare tables before us in the presence of our enemies, how you continue to lavish your your favor on us. Help us to not look and concentrate on the enemies that are in our lives, but instead to concentrate on you. Because we know that when we count our blessings, we will see that there is no reason for us to fear. And help us at the end of each day to recognize that our cups are overflowing, that they are overflowing with your love, that they are overflowing with your presence, that they are overflowing with your patience for us, that they are overflowing with your provision and protection for us. Help us to realize that we are not children of a father who is frugal 
or who lacks anything. And therefore, we have everything that we need in you. Help us to walk in that measure, measure of confidence and self-assurance of who we are in you. We love you. I ask that you touch every person who's listening today because you know what they are going through this day and help them to feel you this way and know that you have already taken care of the situation. This we pray in the matchless name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. All right, dear ones, make it a great day and go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus.